is uh, Paola Brito and I am the director at UNDRR, United Nations Office for Disaster Risk Reduction. Paola, great to have you with us first of all, thank you so much. Um, together with UNDRR, which I'm going to call them for the yes. remainder of this, uh, Climate Bonds has just embarked on an ambitious journey with a new focus on driving capital towards resilience solutions. I think resilience is very much on the agenda. Can you tell us why it's crucial to shift our focus to resilience? Absolutely. I hope what I'm going to be saying to you will make a lot of sense. Um, what we are seeing is that our development gains are getting washed away by disasters. It's one after the other. Don't need to tell you what happened in Syria or the earthquake, the floods in Libya. So all these are events that are actually putting back countries that are creating issues to investors. So what we need to do is really to help this cycle that we have of disaster, response, recovery and repeat to break. And in order to be able to do so, we need to invest, shift towards investing in resilience in order to be able to reduce the risk of disasters. I can tell you one good news in all this, which is the fact that uh, for the investors, investing in uh, resilience is actually a positive investment because it's going to be able to give you some positive gain. And to give you a practical example, if we are talking about resilient infrastructure, mm. how your home, your hospital, your, your bridge is uh, built, then you can see that if you invest one dollar, you're going to be getting four in return. So. There is something there that yeah. it needs to be uh, done, but it needs to be done now. Things are moving too slowly. And I, I think, I mean, from an investment point of view, I can see very easily why that's, uh, you know, that's a good incentive. When Climate Bonds recorded uh, all the GSS plus debt instruments at the end of 2022, I think only something like 19% were identified as having some degree of, of resilience related use of proceeds. I appreciate um, this is data we put together, but why, why do you think that why? is? Well, what, do you, what, what do you attribute well, to that? I think there are a number of issues on, on why this is not happening and why it is, it is difficult. And, and I think it goes both sides. On one side from, uh, from the government and from the other side from the investor. From uh, the governments, as UN, mm. we work a lot in order to support governments. Yeah. Uh, what we can see is that if they have to issue, for instance, bonds, they are not really clear on which one are the activities mm -hmm. that they can uh, relate or consider as resilient in order to issue bonds. And again, in this challenge, there is a good news in terms of UNDRR because um, really what uh, we can do is support governments in order to identify these activities so that they can have a pipeline of uh, resilient uh, initiative. And in identifying, identifying this uh, pipeline, again, practical example, for instance, how are you going to be building your resilient infrastructure? How are you going to be supporting the implementation of a national strategy for disaster risk reduction, but also think about the early warning system. Mm. So all these are things that we can do in order to support the governments. Also very important, um, the tracking 
yes. indeed. And uh, when we're talking about uh, tracking uh, budget and expenditures related to uh, disaster reduction, this again, something where UNDRR can help. Uh, what we are doing is developing a methodology that will have governments to see where they are spending, where are their expenditure in terms of uh, resilient initiative, so that they can really see what is being done and, and where are the gaps. But this is only one element, because then you go to the opposite side of the spectrum and you can see that the investor themselves do not seem to have enough references, enough uh, criteria in order to understand what it makes a resilient bond, which means at the end of the day for them to be challenged in order to see whether whatever or whatever they're going to be investing is going to be reflecting what they consider as a resilient investment in terms of disaster reduction. Do you think, sorry to, to cut you off there, but I mean, do you think, I guess I, I use COVID as, a, as an example, yeah. really uh, obvious one to highlight, but we saw the impact of pandemic worldwide. Indeed. And do you think maybe there's a, a growing awareness now among governments that societal risk and economic risk go hand in hand and you can apply climate change to this? I think so. Um, I think in, in, uh, in the very negative uh, COVID-19, uh, we can see that some positive elements emerged. One of them is a better understanding on how different hazards are related to each other. We started off with a pandemic that created issues in terms of uh, economic development, in terms of job, in terms of sustainability overall. So I think that has really helped to do so. On the other hand, I think because of uh, COVID-19 as an example of the economic challenge, investors um, have realized that they need to ensure the resilience of their own assets, the resilience on the way in which they're going to be developing their enterprises, their society, where they are located, is it safe? And, and therefore, it's, um, it's a machine that is, uh, is moving ahead on a positive sense. Um, for instance, the G20 working group uh, has established focused related to disaster risk reduction, and one of the elements is uh, financing and disaster risk reduction. Well, it's been great having you here. Sincerely, it's, it's been very interesting, but I know just from, from your point of view and UNDRR, what have you got coming up in, in the next sort of few months that's, that's really exciting? A lot of things are exciting, actually, and this is part of the job, because uh, we are working with governments, but we are also working across different sectors. And uh, we are called in to contribute in different agendas. One thing that is coming up is the COP28. And, uh, and I think there is going to be a great opportunity to see how uh, climate change adaptation agenda is going to be moving forward hand in hand with the disaster reduction agenda. Uh, you know, this um, particular focus, and of course, uh, climate change mitigation is fundamentally important. Um, one contribution that UNDRR can uh, move forward is uh, related to data. There are challenges in order to have uh, vetted data from governments, and this is an example where, for instance, UNDRR can support in, in order to provide elements on 
how much countries have lost due to the impact of disasters. So this is one example of, uh, of the many events that are coming our way very soon. I suspect never a quiet day or a no, no, we're looking forward to, to the quiet days, but uh, it's a little bit of, um, of a situation that, that is calling on each other because you would have a disaster striking and therefore the need to reconstruct the famous cycle that we need to break. So I look forward really to, to trigger more investments in disaster risk reduction so that we can, uh, we can be resilient and we can be sustainable together. Paola, thank you very much for coming on. Keep up the good work, and what a pleasure having you with us today. Likewise. Thank you for inviting me.